0: (laughs) Welcome, everyone, to Sit, Start, Drink. My name is Eric, and with me are my co-hosts and good friends, Nizi, Kaz, and Cam. This is a beer review show where we mostly talk about fantasy football. And if you haven't yet, check out our socials at Sit, Start, Drink on Twitter, Instagram, Spotify, and Apple Music, and TikTok. Uh, Today's beer is Fireside Chat by 21st Amendment out of San Francisco, California. But first, we want to talk about fantasy football, so we'll get to the beer review later. Uh, unlike most of our shows, this is the end of the season. There's really no need to do any recaps anymore. Uh, we're going to go through a couple of topics and just kind of talk about our season. Uh, it's going to be more of a just a vibe and show where we all hang out and you guys can hear two players that we were very excited about and very disappointed about, 12 things that we learned this season, and our top three draft positions. So let's start out with the uh, two players that we're stoked about and two players that we're disappointed about. Uh, Cam, who are two players that you were absolutely stoked about this year?
1: Well, before I tell you that, I think we should open our beers. What?
0: Oh, my God. How would I forget that? All right, It's all good. Let's sit, start, drink. Such a good crunch. All right. I don't know how I forgot that. I was way too excited to dive
1: in and talk about all these guys. But all
0: good. Here we go. Uh, two players that you are stoked about, Cam
1: uh two players that i was excited about were jonathan taylor and stefan diggs uh jonathan taylor wasn't looking amazing due to whatever's going on with the colts offense it's just a mess but he kind of stuck it out i was able to get him around the time his value was at its lowest and he actually won when we are uh championship <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah congratulations on that we uh <clears throat> we have a league that we are all in together and uh <laughs> cam took first place so he'll be uh talking about some stuff that he learned this year and why that's so important but Absolutely. i took second this is not that close of a second in the last game but it was a close running the entire way so i mean when you have elvin camara um there's really nothing anyone can do First to beat you. In the
1: championship <laughs> game. Doesn't hurt.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's a nice salad from Mr. Kamara himself to you. <laughs> Absolutely.
1: But uh, the other player I was excited about was Stefan Diggs, as a Josh Allen owner especially, and a Bills fan. But uh, a lot of people were down on Stefan Diggs coming to Buffalo at the beginning of the season. I think. God, oh, I was got him like fifth round in our draft, something like that. It's crazy. And uh, he, it, I think he ended like wide receiver one, two, three, somewhere Stephon around
2: Diggs? there. No, three yeah. in PPR format. Yeah. So, insane. So, I mean, when you get a West side gun
1: lyric after you, <laughs> I, think I think you're doing pretty good. Stefan digs for sure. Uh, who are you stoked on?
0: Uh, so, James Robinson. Yeah. My, my Stoked Ons are kind of some guys that really pulled through that you weren't really expecting a ton out of. I mean, James Robinson, like where did he come from? Um, He was on the waiver wire and actually you picked him up off the waiver wire. You were a stud on the waiver wire all year. Uh, I happened to sell high for him and uh, (laughs) yeah, James Robinson was awesome. I mean, he, at one point he was holding the number two spot in all running backs being, you know what I mean? Like on a breakout year, like, yeah. It's just really, really impressive. Uh, another another guy is Justin uh, Justin Jefferson, you know, filling the role of Stefan Diggs on the Vikings. Um, him and Adam Thielen, I mean, they they're just that dynamic duo. And uh, Justin Jefferson, I'm really excited about him, especially if you're in dynasty leagues and stuff like that. He's someone that you want to roll with and keep. Um, if you're in a keeper league or anything like that, and you got him, I would. I mean, if I if he was on my team, well, I I would, uh, to. waivers, too. exactly. Yeah. So if you guys have any like. Like our leagues, we do penalties toward um, next year's draft, and that's how you uh, you claim your keepers. But, yeah, Justin Jefferson is a guy off the waiver wire who just was an absolute stud and finished really high as far as his uh, points for the end of the year. I mean, he was he was up there in, like, the top, I think, like, top 10, definitely.
1: Yeah,
2: something like that, yeah. How about you, Newsy? Um <laughs> I'm just going with the Bears' offense, actually. Both Allen Robinson <laughs> okay. and David Montgomery – no one right, came close right. to expecting these guys to come anywhere close to where. And the one thing David Montgomery
3: showed, had probably the best second half season.
2: Yeah, yeah. It, 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 No one expected this from the Bears too, and that's one thing I like. They never it do. Blows me away that like I didn't expect it from the Bears living in Chicago.
0: Yeah, David Montgomery from week twelve all the way out was just phenomenal i mean like not a game under 20 points and he was just in between 20 and 30 the entire time like you absolutely count on him and uh i mean i think didn't he hold like the most um like yards after touch like out of running backs or something like that yeah, like, i think it was stat, after like contact that. yeah like yeah, after, after first, contact like, after
2: first contact he had the number one so, something like that
0: yeah yeah, I mean, it just—he's just, he's, oh, he's he's just a like a
2: little pinball. Just like yeah, he's a beast. And I mean, I'm and trying to think of an old band running back do. that was like him. That I, um, Kaz, you sh- yeah. might know who I'm talking about. Um. Warwick
3: Dunn, bro, the guy from yeah. the. It was Mike and Warwick Dunn. Warwick yeah. Dunn was the pinball, and Mike Allstott yeah, no, was, was like Falcons. the uh, the bulldozer.
0: Yeah, later. Nope. Yeah. 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 Um. I'm Yeah. Excited for the Bears' offense, like moving forward. It. it the end of the season almost i mean they made the playoffs it's the ugliest playoffs ever but oh, yeah. we're all chicago well, boys so we're happy to see it
2: we <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> take those i mean David fourth in ppr format for running backs and Allen robinson ended up in i think that's 10th i mean i you can't ask for more for super low draft picks oh yeah
0: and next year i bet that they still are not going to touch like the top two rounds
2: no Need. Uh, maybe David Montgomery, second round.
0: Yeah, yeah, probably. I that. Yeah. But, I mean, you can still get some value before them. You don't have to uh, to jump for him. Yeah, I can see that. And you're sure. going to definitely get your value out of them.
3: Uh, what about you, Kaz? Uh, for me, it was more of the floor running backs. Uh, I loved Miles Gaskin, and I loved Wayne Gallman because you were 100%. You knew yeah. what you got with those guys. They were going to get you at least the points you needed and then some
0: sometimes. True. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Wayne Gallman, especially. I mean that he he was a shining star. <laughs> yeah, huge fan. I'm gonna. My eyes are peeled for him next year. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, let's go over the disappointments. You know, we're not mad at you. We're just disappointed. Uh, Cam, who <laughs> who's your favorite boy that uh, you got sold?
1: <laughs> uh, speaking of uh, that, I was, I sold what I thought was high. Uh, James Robinson for Tyler Lockett and that was after the 53 pointer he did not touch anywhere near that the rest of the season
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, you
3: gotta
1: read uh, a
0: room man it was DK Metcalf's year
1: I Russell was Russell said it himself <laughs> he was he was on the bench for more games than I would have liked for that uh, trade-off but it is what it is uh, yeah. I'm not gonna
0: lie. I had trade remorse after that because after that game, I was like, "Man, I I could really s- use that like going forward. Even if he scores just half of that, he's in the 20s every single game." And
1: yeah, <laughs> that, but that was my thinking. As I was, I was kind of weak at wide receivers, so I was like, uh, "Let's get this guy."
0: Yeah, no, it did not work out. And and Tyler Lockett's kind of always been that guy, though. You know, he's he was never really like the guy. He was just more of a uh, I don't know, it, like a, a Technical player that just gets the first down.
1: Yeah. And then, uh, who uh, else? Zeke. <laughs> I think Zeke. Yeah. Uh, I think he was the running back for the Dallas Cowboys. He's one of the running backs. He's the less good running back, let's say.
0: Yeah, I think he was like right behind uh, Andy Dalton this year.
2: <laughs> <laughs> where where, where do know. you think uh, Zeke Elliott ended on the year? Uh, I want
3: to say. I say 13 just outside of the top. No. I'm 51. saying
1: like 35.
2: 35. 35. You really want to lock it at what?
1: 35. I
3: <laughs> would. All right.
2: He was fourth all the way up until like week 13. And he was RB9 on the year. In
0: wow. P- PPR, yeah. yeah PPR. RB10. Um, otherwise. I mean, that shows that just goes to show you how an early start
3: can do it.
2: Yeah, I mean,
3: mm-hmm.
2: yeah, after week six, it was a hard stretch of nothing. He bounced back a few games, but it was just too hot and cold for him.
0: No, he he was losing you games, and that's what was, like, really hurting. And that's why I think a lot of people just have hard feelings for him is that, you know, if you had him and you had those games where he's getting 2.9 points and he's your RB1, like, now you're making a decision next week if you we even start him and then he might pop off and yeah. you're stuck starting him no matter what. And then he's not doing it for four weeks at a time. So yeah, yeah it, it's a tough break. Absolutely. Um, my disappointment, uh, this season, number one is Russell Wilson and how, you know, he did to me like exactly what Jared Goff has done to me in the past, where you think you got this quarterback that you can just start and you could, you know, he has a bang in first couple games of the year. He's QB1 by a lot. And uh, then he just falls off into this, like, 12-point guy who's like, do I start Sam Darnold or do I start Russell Wilson this <laughs> week? I don't know, you know? <laughs> I mean, so, you
1: actually had to run Trubisky. <laughs> I,
0: I did have to run Trubisky over Russell Wilson in a championship game. Because ended I was,
2: which yeah. ended up paying off.
0: It did end up paying off. It was the right call. I'm, I'm happy that I made it. And that just goes to show for that Bears offense picking up toward the end. But... You know, I mean, when you're in Maserati. a call like that, Maserati, Mitch coming through for me.
1: Ten
3: God.
0: <laughs> yeah. The I mean, ten
3: God. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Um, but yeah, it just, it was super disappointing to go through what I went through and I lost a lot of games and toward the end of the year, luckily I carried from my winnings in the beginning of the year that got me through the playoffs because Russell Wilson was not doing it. Um, and, uh, the other guy that was just an overall disappointment was, uh, AJ green. You know, he came back, he was a hundred percent healthy. Uh, this is supposed to be his year. Him and Tyler Boyd, were going to be back at it again. And AJ green was like literally nobody the entire year to a point where you're, we're talking about dropping him for multiple weeks when, you know, what he was supposed to be was, you know, some like a top 10 guy. So that, that was just, uh, a huge disappointment and i I don't think i'd look toward that name ever again (laughs) um what about you Neezy?
2: uh james connor to start i mean he didn't even crack the top 20 this year
1: damn yeah he almost made i didn't
2: know know it was that bad yeah he i don't even think he cracked top 25
0: yeah, I had him on my list. I pulled him off, but he yeah, he started off. Absolutely. I mean, his first
2: game was atrocious. He had 3 points, but he had 5, 6 weeks in a row of just solid points and then just fell off at the end. It just I know he missed a few games, but there's plenty of games under 7 points.
0: Like, yeah, and I mean, going toward the end there from week 11 all the way to week 16, um, he scored 1 point8 points with the games that he was out yeah. you know what i mean so like to, when he comes back week 16 you're not even using him you can't trust that because he just came off of a four point a seven point you know like the <laughs> terrible role yeah so
2: and then yeah. my uh, my next one is dj shark i love this mm. guy at the start of the season i was so excited to get him and he started off good everything was looking great and then i one game after that was fantasy relevant Then the rest. is just nothingness. It didn't matter the quarterback they were dealing with. You just, I don't know what it was. It's just crazy because he was like a wide receiver
3: one for a fair bit of last season. So you don't like, you wouldn't and expect him to he, fall off that. He still hard. still
2: had Minshew thrown to him. And yeah. It was just shocking that he like just did that. I,
0: Still, it, it, it just seems like they turn into a team for a while, where it's just like give James Robinson now, the ball.
2: Going into next year, if they do get Trevor Sunshine. Lawrence, Sunshine. I, yeah. I do like that. I do like that.
3: I like that connection. I a think ton. it gets
2: better because Keaton Cole, senior, came out, showed he's that. He showed he's there. You got James Robinson as the running back. They have an offense, and I, I think like they have plenty of options to where Jark will get open a lot.
0: I can see it. Yeah, I want to see James Robinson uh, get better hands going into next year, and because if they get him, then he's going to be doing those short passes too. So in a PPR league, that's important. Uh, what about you, Cass? Who was your uh so, me,
3: uh so I had one that was like more of a top name that didn't do as much as he should, and I got one that's. I guess he's still a top name that completely busted. So the first one was Josh Jacobs and that's, uh, he just was underwhelming first half of the season. He did pretty, pretty good for you. And then right when you needed him in the end, he kind of just fell off. And, uh, <clears throat> I don't know if that's a factor of the Oakland offense or what, but that he was my first and my second Le'Veon on bell. He was drafted relatively high, but, uh, with the Jets, he had to deal with Adam Gase, Gase's offense, and then when he went to the Chiefs, he was he was second in command, and that's kind of what he wanted.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, he just I f- the Jets didn't do him any favors at all. So like that just no,
3: totally and good. I think the Chiefs are, and also he was coming off the, the year where he hadn't worked out all that much and uh, <laughs> heavy on Bell. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think the Chiefs finally started to figure out how to use him, and next year he's probably going to be somewhat of a weapon for him. At least at like a fullback
0: position. Yeah, the Chiefs just freaked me out as far as running backs go in general because they just yeah. I'm gonna throw that up later. I'm <laughs> yeah, bring yeah, that definitely. Up later. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Well, that is our you know our stoked and disappointed players. Um, you know, all fair. Uh, but let's get into the things that we learned. There was a lot to learn this year um, and a lot to overcome as far as guys sitting for you know not sure if they're going to play because of COVID, and that was a big stressor for a lot of people. And, uh, but the games ended up happening, so nothing was really insanely, you know, it breaks your whole season, uh, thankfully. But, Cam, what are some things that you learned this year?
1: Uh, number one would have to be don't get caught up in name value. Uh, yeah. There's plenty of guys out there who you've known them over the years of playing that, like, this is a guy. Like, you're James White, you're Tyler Lockett. It's like they're going to get you where you need to be. But like some games, I mean, some years, like this whole year, just sometimes just gotta play your Cole Beasley's. He's not going to be a sexy pick, but I mean, he's going to outscore some. Yeah. Like, I mean, like if,
3: he's got the, if he's got the hair, we might be having a different conversation here.
1: Yeah, <laughs> that's true.
0: Yeah, I mean, Chris Godwin was a guy for me. It's like, you don't sit Chris Godwin. But of course. he ended up position ranked 38 on the year. I mean, he didn't have a ton of games. And the games that he was great, Mike Evans wasn't. The games that he wasn't great, Mike Evans was. And like going into next year, I'm, I mean, that's something that I need to watch out for if I'm ever going to touch a Tampa Bay player again.
1: Yeah, Mike Evans was one of those guys for me. Is like, yeah, I, you're, you're not going to sit Mike Evans because he can blow up. As he did in the championship game. Um, Don't want to talk about that again. <laughs> but sometimes you're going to... I think he had like a two-point floor at some point. But Yeah, 2.0. Yeah, you play him for the uh, the ceiling, though. Yeah, but I mean, about like week three, that
0: phenomenon where he had two receptions but 14 points. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Come
1: on, what is this? <laughs> Uh, the oh. next lesson I learned would have to be that waivers are just as important as the draft. Yeah, uh, yeah there's plenty of guys on waivers that made or break your season. Made, uh, made or broke your season. Uh, James Robinson, Justin Herbert, Justin Jefferson. These are all guys that were likely on the wires, who served probably served you well throughout the whole season.
0: Yeah, like. Uh, Rashard Higgins, T. Higgins. I think T. Higgins was a waiver wire pickup, too, at some point. Um, yeah, T. Higgins. I mean, a lot of breakout wide receivers came off the waiver wire this year. And oh, 100%. I think we're going to see uh, running backs next year on the waiver wire
1: quite a bit. I can see them. Running backs were kind of all over the place this whole season, so
0: it's yeah. possible. Yeah, definitely. It was <laughs> very, very sketchy territory. Um, what else did you learn?
1: And looping into that, I would say that good sources are the best league winner. Shout out to Fantasy Life app. Shout out to the yeah. Fantasy oh, Football. Now nah, everybody subreddit. has a secret.
3: Everybody has a secret. All the
1: dudes on the Fantasy Football subreddit just putting in crazy work with all these charts and graphs. Uh, yeah, Reddit. Is- like, I mean,
0: yeah. that's it. There it goes.
1: That's, that's the way you find out like, Oh, this guy is injured. Who's the next guy up? Maybe you have the waiver pick and then you get, you get your James Robinson's you get your Justin Herbert's. Uh, and, yeah, yeah, and, so, like, and
0: some of the charts that you were finding throughout the year that you would share with us and stuff. I mean, it was just the attention to detail and it's almost 100%. like foolproof calls. Like there's no way it could be wrong, but you wouldn't know it unless you had all of this, incredible information on the spreadsheet in front of you. So yeah, following those sheets, it gives us a ton of information and uh, we'll be using all that next year. So keep listening to the podcast and you're going to get in on all of it. Self-plug. What you
1: learn this year?
0: <laughs> uh, not to panic on people until after week six. Um, that's just a really bold statement. There wasn't really anyone that I was incredibly panicky about, but I... Uh, I like it. Yeah. Yeah. Tyler Lockett. Um, you know, it's just like, you don't really know what the team is going to be until after, you know, about week six and then moving forward after that point, now you can start putting together all of the trends and all of that. But like early in the year, they're still giving guys shots. You know, they're going to, there's chemistry still being made. There's been trades that happened off season. New guys Mm -hmm. are on the team. I mean, if you have a guy who scored you, you know, around 10 or under 10 points, for the first you know couple three games or so, you don't know that he's not going to become a guy later. So I'm just saying don't panic and like get rid of these people that you know may or that were supposed to have potential of being good until you really know that they're not good. And like that kind of goes into if you know someone is panicking, like extort that. Definitely just offer them a trade, offer them a dude that's just a regular guy for this person that is supposed to be a a little bit better than a regular guy, but he isn't yet because you can replace your guy from the waiver wire. But if that dude actually blows up, like he's supposed to, now you have him on your team. Um, and then another thing on the opposite side of that coin is sell high, like absolutely sell high. If you have a guy that if he's not a 20 points, every game kind of guy, and he has that game where he scored 34 or 40 or plus points, like you absolutely sell him for greater value. That is more consistent, like like a concrete running back or like a quarterback that you would, you would have had to give up a lot of value before for, but it's you know maybe early enough in the season or, you know, someone's down on them and they they can carry you through your playoffs. Like I would say always, always sell high. Don't sit there and, Expect that dude to have that game every single week because he's going to go back to the games that he's used to having. Um,
1: yeah. <laughs> I learned that. Yeah. Yeah, you did. <laughs> <laughs> Again, shout out to Tyler Lockett. <laughs> yeah, buddy. And
0: then uh, it. The last thing is, uh, don't put all your eggs in the game (laughs) script prediction. Um, I did that a lot this year where I'm like, you know, this is going to be a shootout or this is going to be a a ground game and whatever, or this is going to be this or that. And you can't call that. Um, so I'm sitting guys that I shouldn't have been, I'm playing flyers thinking that I'm going to get it. Um, your floor players are super important through your whole season. And if you're going to grind that season, and if you have a positive record, just keep your floor players going. Like start your studs is just such a simple rule, but it's there for a reason. And, you know, if you you think it's going to be a shootout and you're trying to decide between two guys, like just go back and average their scores and see where you're at. And, you know, play your floor as long as you can, because unless you're facing a team that you know is going to score like 145 points, you're probably going to lose. That's going to be the team that you throw, you know, those flyers at and you try and get that high score. But other than that, don't try and guess game script every single time because I did that way too much and I ended up all over the place losing more games than I wanted to because of it.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, so yeah, that's uh, that's my little uh, soapbox. What about you, Neasy?
2: <laughs> uh, well, <clears throat> the first thing definitely is I learned to play think about you're only playing yourself not the other guy. Like, Don't get hung up losses, hung up Oh, sorry, hung up on losses when you set the best lineup. Like you could, you couldn't have won. It's impossible. If you lost and you set the best lineup, you couldn't have won. And that's one thing that is annoying about fantasy football. You can't do anything to stop your opponent. You're just playing yourself. You play yourself to make sure you set the best lineup. So if someone beats you and you set the best lineup. It's like you, you can't get mad. Like the guy outscored you. It sucks. It sucks. Figure out what how you could score more points, but like you can't do anything against the other guy to stop them. And then also to piggyback on that, don't give up on the season if you had a bad start. I right, we had a couple in a couple of leagues of mine, guys that we started off like two and four, one and five, ended up making the playoffs. Like just stick with it. It's a long season. Players get hurt. You can get that wild waiver claim that could change your whole season. Because you you're top of the waiver list. I mean, there's just a lot of things that can happen that can turn around for you.
0: Yeah, and like there's a good chance that not every single team in your league is really good. So if you're starting out with a losing record, on that same chance, you may have already faced the really hard team. So you may have a wave of wins coming your way if you're in the middle of that. Um, and then on that, don't get hung up. Or you know, you're you're playing yourself. You're not really playing your opponent every single time. I'm just going to bounce off that and say like. Tinkering leads to stinkering and like those like last second switches. Like, Oh, I put this guy in last second right before the game started. You almost always hear people regarding that as opposed to like loving that they did that. Like that dude was on your bench this whole week for a reason, Like he should have probably stayed there. But yeah, that's all I had to say for that. (laughs) Uh,
2: Then my next one is tight ends it's deeper than you think this year. Uh, Mm. there was a fair amount of tight end streamers compared to the last few years. Like I had to remember at least 15 or 16 tight ends names when last year, I only remember four. It's very true. Whoever I had Travis, Kelsey, Darren Waller, and, uh, George Kittle, Kittle. That's all. Oh, Zach Ertz. Maybe, but yeah, (laughs) this year, I mean, Robert Tonya came out of nowhere. T.J. Hawkinson, great year. Mike Geseki, no fans. Hayden Hurst, Dalton Schultz was good for a while. Jimmy mm-hmm. Graham, and then um, Hunter Henry. Hunter Henry was good. Uh, people had him decently high. I'm talking about like guys that like snuck up on you. Like John o. Smith was decent. Jared Cook had Joe- some good games, not the best. Uh, and then the Bears. Uh, they had Cole Komet come up in the second half. And Cole great. Komet. like it's just, it's, It is it's the big three when you look at the difference from points. Of course. Well, this year is only the big two because uh, Kittle two. got hurt. But mm-hmm. the point differential is there is huge. But if you don't have those other guys, like, if you don't have those three guys, well, there's plenty of options to at least keep you competitive.
3: Jared True. Waller had to be, like, in a
0: tier of his own above everybody else, correct?
2: Kelsey... Kelsey is a tiered zone above everywhere else.
0: No, no, no. Darren Waller. No, I, Darren Waller was absolutely an attitude. Uh, what about
3: what about Mark Andrews though? Wouldn't you put Mark Andrews in the Darren Waller tier? No, Mark, know, no. Actually, Mark I'm, Andrews not gonna their, the yeah, I'm, I'm not going to put I'm not going to put Darren
0: at. Waller there because it seemed like every really? other game Darren Waller scored six points. Yeah, and and was so like,
3: Kelsey's right, but there was no other tight end giving you forty plus
0: or thirty plus. I think Darren Waller did that twice. Yeah, he yeah, and he had another thirty point game. Yeah, uh, I mean, Waller,
2: Waller had. If you look at, he played out of sixteen games this year. He had four games under ten points. That's not you bad. love that. That's not bad. You love it, that. Yeah. he he is a tier zone, but Travis Kelsey, I felt like he had one week under ten points. Okay, yeah,
3: he's, one he's much better. Just <laughs> I, I, I was ta- I agree that he's much. I thought that Mark Andrews and him were in the same tier, but I didn't see. I wasn't really paying attention to Mark Andrews all year.
0: Yeah, no, Mark Andrews. Um, he he had around. a lot of a lot of low games, and I think that's just what hurt him. Like his high games were were super good for tight end, but um, the the amount of games like under say like ten points, like one, two, three, four, five, six. Um, and then even his, his highest game was like 22 points so, um, so not not in that tier with Darren Waller who's yeah. dropping 40s and 30s
2: um, my main point is don't freak out about tight end I feel it's a position if you want to wait you're allowed to wait now and not like before where you have to wait and well I don't even know if it's even worth starting this guy I may just start nobody <laughs>
3: <laughs> I don't even want a chance um, at points. Yeah, like
2: this guy is so probably fumbling and getting
0: negative point. I just do. He's going to run the ball all the way to the wrong end zone. I know it.
1: <laughs>
0: negative. So
2: my final point is going to be, or final thing I learned, was, it's going to be a little contradicting to Eric, but don't ignore the matchups. I'm big on start your studs. Mm-hmm. Big on that. But this isn't just for stud this isn't the stud category. This is your flexes, your wide receiver twos, your you know, tight end plays if you don't have the big three. Pay attention to the matchups. Like if you are facing a team that has like facing one of the worst defenses in that position, it's a good chance to start them if they're like a number one or two on that team. Like really, really look into that because I've noticed it it's not a hundred percent guarantee. But more or less, you're going to get the better points per the matchup.
0: Yeah, yeah. And like I said, I didn't say, like, don't trust game scripts at all. Um, But I just said, don't put all your eggs into that basket. Yeah, it's the i Start your studs. studs, start Start your
2: studs. But, you know, you got, like, two guys. Let me just throw two random numbers. You got Cole Beasley and Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup is facing Minnesota. Cole Beasley is facing Pittsburgh. You're gonna start Cooper Cup. That's fair. Yeah, Yeah. just like they're both equal level. They're they're they scored almost exactly the same points last year or this season. Sorry, Mm -hmm. and you know what I mean. Like I I would take the better matchup. That's all I'm saying.
0: Yeah, definitely, I agree. Um, Kaz. Would you learn? So, this my year? first
3: point would be you can't trade to fix your depth in the positions. So, why not? This is what ruined my, <laughs> this is what ruined my season. This year.
2: Why not? And, uh,
3: I've always kind of done it on a more like cursory level. I would do it a little bit less just to do like small fixes. But, like, say you have a ton of wide receivers and you're a little bit soft at running back. Just keep your depth at wide receiver because you you have known quantities on your team, and when you trade, you don't know how everything's going to work. As like you've built this machine, you know what I mean. It's, and like when you change it, you change the cogs, and sometimes the pieces just don't work. And I think that like uh, if you got a team that's working, don't make changes just to make changes.
0: Yeah, it's really easy to get stir crazy and to get like bored of your team you know you start seeing other guys doing stuff and you just want to make moves oh 100 um yeah we all go through that all the time we're constantly like messaging each other like hey should i go for this guy should I go for this guy and it's like your, your team is great what are you talking about <laughs> like, right <laughs> you need to join more leagues i think that's your problem it's not that yeah. <laughs> <even>. <laughs> so yeah i totally agree with that one
3: yeah my second point is uh don't chase points so like say you have Nelson Aguilar and he drops a 33 stack. And the next week he has like a pretty average matchup. Whereas you have Justin Jefferson and his matchups crazy, but he had like a rough week before that. I think you still play the matchup there or play whatever you think. Don't just use points as your only metric. You know what I mean? Like don't say, Oh, this guy scored 40 last week. He's got to do it again this week.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You can, I mean, if you look through all the players, like at the end of the season, and especially wide receivers, you'll see a lot of just up, down, up, down, up, down. Especially if they're those guys that score that forty points and like those, are, like your boom bust guys, um, your Travis Fulgums. Yeah, I learned that with uh, Christian Kirk. <laughs> you know, like he he had those three weeks in a row where he scored twenty points, and I just kept starting him. I'm like it's gonna happen again. It's gonna happen again, and it did not happen again. <laughs> so yeah, they that you that dopamine hit, man. It's, yeah, <laughs> chasing those points. I mean, it's last year with Sammy Watkins in the beginning of the year. Remember when he scored like 44 (laughs) points or something like that? I was like, Sammy Watkins, this is his year. All right. And it was not (laughs) at all. Right. You
3: have your, all right. So you have your Mike Wallace's that did it all the time. They had a high floor, or I mean, a high enough floor and a super high ceiling. But then you also have your Deshaun Jackson's where like sometimes they'll get it like two times in a season and there's no way to time it. Right. Yep. and then my last point is that uh, some teams don't use their RBs. So like the Chiefs in specific, uh, they got a fantastic RB core, but if Mahomes gets on his level, they don't need nobody else.
0: That's true. Yeah, 100%. Um,
3: I think that's, that's the case with multiple teams. Like the, the Packers, sometimes, I mean, Aaron Jones is an integral part of that offense, but when Aaron Rodgers gets going, sometimes he's not looking anywhere near the ground.
0: Yeah, like like Baltimore. Like you don't need to look at Baltimore's RBs. Um I mean in, I don't know, even like Denver, you know, like there's teams that you didn't want to trust their RBs at any given point. Uh unless you yeah. had to, which a lot of times you do. But Sure. I mean the Jets somewhat use their yeah. RBs.
3: You have Frank Gore, but I mean like if that's what you have, should you use them anyways? <laughs>
0: <laughs> exactly. You should <laughs> You can find something else that's going to go to an easy play and play those matchups, man. Hold for it. (laughs) Um, All right. Well, let's get into the top three drafts per position for next year. Um, Just a prediction of what we're going to be seeing on draft day. Uh, Cam, who are your top three QBs next year?
1: I might be a little biased, but my number one is Josh Allen.
2: Fair. He did end okay. number one wow. this season, <laughs> huh? Josh Allen did end number one this season. Yeah,
0: by, uh, by a lot. I mean, he. Had, I was. I was looking. I was looking uh, 13, through his, uh,
2: 13 points over Rodgers for two. The that rushing four, baby.
1: Yeah. Uh, but behind him, I would have Mahomes and Rodgers. Rodgers and Mahomes. I mean, Mahomes is Mahomes, but Rodgers absolutely balled out this year in the MVP conversation, I mean, it helps having a guy like Devontae Adams. So those are my top three quarterbacks for sure.
3: I seriously think Aaron Rodgers could have done it without Devontae Adams. Yeah. Like, I'm not saying like, he needs like, Ooh. it's it. It makes it easy,
0: but like Aaron Rodgers has done it with a lot of guys for a lot of years. Yeah. I mean, we talked about it. I uh, forgot which week it was, but how Aaron Rodgers is a dude who can support three high scoring wide receivers any given week. That's and, true. You know, like he's just he NBS, is that guy.
1: Lazar, Tani. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean he, he brought uh Tunyon into the tight end conversation and I'm super happy. He I still did. have
1: no idea how to say this man's name, to be fair. I think we've all three had different pronunciations. It's it's Tanyan. It, I, it I mean T
0: O N is ton, like a like a ton of something, and
1: I thought it was Tanyan.
0: Why would he be Tanyan unless you're like from New Jersey? I don't
1: know, man. Bobby (laughs) Tanyan. I I, I always call him Tanya. (laughs) Bobby (laughs) Tanyan. Get your
2: ass home. Bobby Bobby Tanya.
0: Tanya. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. All right. Uh, My top three QBs are pretty much the same. Uh, I have Mahomes as number one because he's just young and just gunning it all the time. Um, Josh Allen, absolutely up there. I think that he next year I think he might be like surpassing um, everybody and then number three is Kyler Murray um, I know I, I talked down on his injury and stuff a lot but I mean the dude had what one game of that was that was a poor game like eight points and the rest of his season was just baller games like incredible At the beginning of the season he was winning you like every single game and uh So I don't know, like honorable mention, I want to say Deshaun Watson because he had a higher floor than all three of the, or all four of the guys previously mentioned. He would just, he ranked a little bit lower than them. He was like number five on the year or something like that. But Deshaun Watson quietly won you games and like his floor was just there. (laughs) And I'm, I'm huge into floor players. Like I really, I firmly believe that that is what grinds your wins. And it's not always the guy who's like a stud. Honestly, his
2: lowest points was 14. That's pretty good. Uh, yeah. a, that's like, incredible. You know? that, that's not one yeah, week he, he lost takes, you the he game. Takes he day. may have not won you a few times, yep. but there's not a week he lost you the game.
0: Exactly. And that's why I wanted to t- bring him into the conversation because he isn't that you know. Well, obvious Rogers top even three. even had a
2: three-point game.
0: Yeah, Rodgers had a three-point game, and um, didn't he have another low point? Maybe not. No, it was uh, Mahomes, I think. He had two low games, but it's just... Yeah on that lightning offense, you can't like walk away from it. So, but yeah, Deshaun Watson is going to quietly get you that floor that you need. So like, he's, he's a quarterback that you can probably get after the, you know, initial guys fall in those super early rounds and you can count on him for your season. Um, what about you Neezy?
2: So we're going to start off with my guy, Kyle, Kyler Murray. If he did not get hurt, he was the number one quarterback.
0: Easily. Absolutely. After, I
2: mean, if you look, he was number one to week 12, well past week 12, but it was over 20 points every week. until week 12. That's insane. And then he got hurt and it fluctuated, but he still got you like 16, 18, 13, 15. Like,
0: he, yeah, I remember I was super jealous hurt, in our year because you had Kyler Murray, right? It was and at I had. number one. I had Russell Wilson and we had those conversations all the way up to like, you know, mid year of like, these are the best two that we got. And Kyler Murray did not fall off. And Russell Wilson kind of did. <laughs> yeah. They were both, they were both looking like MVP candidates. Yeah. Uh,
2: then my next number two is going to be Patrick Mahomes. Cause you just can't count him out. Just never. He, he's always one, two, three, one, two, three. Like there's just no way he's not this year. He was four, but it was by four points.
0: Yeah, I mean, Patrick Mahomes may have thrown the ball once with his opposite hand, but, you know, Matt Stafford um, and Josh Allen both did no-look touchdown passes, so, you know, it, it's hard to uh, get rid of, you know, Patrick Mahomes, like, the darling, but, yeah. <laughs> uh, Mahomes did that Mahomes did that last year, too, though. Yeah. Oh, did he really? I missed it.
2: <laughs> uh, and then my number three is going to be Josh Allen because just another late quarterback. He was number one this year. I don't see him going farther down the three. Uh, I have a quick hot take. Instead of an honorable mention, I'm going to have an honorable dismention. I think Aaron Rodgers is a fluke. And next year, I think he barely is a top 10 quarterback.
0: You think like the quarterback meta is changing for the, uh, the old tough guys who sit in the pocket and throw the ball. I
2: just, Rodgers does this where his years are never back to back dominance too. So, I
3: also think that he's Mm -hmm. getting old and I think that it's one of these years is going to be the time he's not there anymore. And so that's leads me kind of to how I put my picks up. All right, let's hear him. So Patrick Mahomes, obviously is my number one. Mm -hmm. Uh, Josh Allen is a quick number two. You have to respect the leg production from both of those guys. Yeah. But I misunderstood the question. So, My number three is kind of like the, the way the way I draft is if you can't get one of those two guys, if you can't get Patrick Mahomes, if you can't get Josh Allen, I go I let it fall to me and I pick Baker Mayfield up later in the draft. Mm. I think Baker is going to be extremely undervalued next year and he's going to have a fantastic year.
2: I would agree with that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, it depends. Let's see if they can get him some receivers. Like, I mean, he's got Kareem Hunt and Chubb still coming in the next year. Uh, let's see. What I he think does. he just needs to
3: build chemistry with the the ones he has. You know what I mean? Like Landry. If ODB comes back, like uh, Those gonna, are great he's receivers. Not okay. Okay.
2: That I'm, I'm just already saying he's gone. Yeah.
3: yeah, but okay. So say he keeps Jarvis Landry. Jarvis Landry is a great receiver. They just have to develop the chemistry and maybe get him a solid number two.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah, I hope they get like uh like a number one stud in there, which it, it could happen. I don't think that Jarvis Landry is that guy to to be that guy and support the team like that. You know, I think that he's
3: No, I, he only props right, Miami right. up. He didn't carry him to
0: the next level. Um, all right. Well, that is our quarterbacks. What about our top three running backs? Cam, obviously your number one is the most obvious as it's probably everyone's. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Alvin Kamara. Um, he had a maybe two games that were a little scary when uh, Taysom Hill picked it up. But once Taysom Hill and Sean Payton realized that they have Alvin Kamara on their team.
3: I seriously think that that was just still him battling off the injury. I could be like that. Like, too. That, like it could be that, that time, yeah. that timeline kind of panned out in the same way that the two weeks, they weren't really using him, He was kind of just coming off the injury. And okay. then when he came back, like was right around the time that Taysom needed, you know what I mean? Used him, And then they popped off.
1: Yeah, but uh, Alvin Kamara is absolutely my number one. Uh, Derek Henry would have to be number two, and then I would probably say Dalvin Cook. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, that's it's gonna <laughs> that's be that's a
3: standard three. Those are nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, think, I, think well, that's...
2: I, I think we're gonna be a little different here. Uh, okay, uh, between between all four of us.
0: Yeah. So my number one is um, obviously Kamara. You know, he is just. It, rock star um, performance this year. And he got you those points that you needed when you needed them. Um, oh. and I don't think that that's going to change. I think that he's still going to be that guy and he's just going to maintain his health. Um, my next up is a guy who did not play at all. Almost this year is uh, CMC. I mean, I, you guys know, he's like been my number one for years and he didn't play this year. So I missed out on him, but, um, no, I think next year he's going to come back like with, with a purpose. And, um, you know, he, the season before he wanted to break a thousand, a thousand. And like, I could see him saying he wants to do it again. And like that, that dude's just an athlete that when he, when he says something, it happens. And I mean, the, it, it's not out of the realm of possibility. Even yeah. in recent memory, you had
3: Adrian Peterson come back from the hamstring industry and just just destroy the field, man. Uh, Purple Jesus was just lighting him up. And it's not like I think that like CMC's CMC
0: old see. either. You know, like he absolutely can come back healthy and do it. I mean, um, Kamara came back from an injury and look at his years. So, like yeah. Yeah. fantastic. I
1: yeah. definitely think we see CMC drafted a lot. Maybe not a lot lower. Are you still going in the first round? But I'm saying like five, six.
0: I think it's even lower than that. I, I, think, I, that- I think you're going to see CMC in uh, like. The high to mid second round next year just because people are going to be afraid. I got him at 11 or 12 just because like the value is just insane. Yeah. But. I mean the one game that he did come back he got to flash and you know 30 something points. So it's like he didn't go anywhere. You know he, he's still CMC. Yeah. Um, maybe I'm just hopeful thinking that he's second round so I can snag him up. <laughs> <laughs> Hit him on the rep. Yeah. That's fair. I'm, I'm trying to shoot for that like 11th pick. I love that. <laughs> um and then my last guy is uh, Dalvin cook. Uh, Dalvin cook is just a monster. He can literally put a team on his back and sure. carry it. Um, you can put your fantasy team on his back and carry it into wins. So even, you know, with the injuries, like when he gets hurt, you're scared to death because that could, that's probably the season under, like that's just how Dalvin cook is. Um, Absolutely. but this year he showed that he can, he can get through it. Even though he missed a little bit of time, he came back just as strong. So, uh, yeah, Dalvin Cook would be my number three pick. I, those three guys I'm absolutely
2: gunning for next draft. Easy. Uh, so, continue on the trend of Alvin Kamara as number one, but I have a big asterisk there. If Drew Brees mm. retires, Alvin Kamara is number two, and Derrick Henry would be number ah, one. I would agree with that. As of now, Derrick Henry is number two.
3: So that's... there's a. Re- I'm going to parrot you on that. I'm, I'm going to say yes, I agree with that. And that's why Kamara is so low on mine as well. So keep yeah, going, but so, I'll explain it later. Yeah,
2: I still think Alvin Kamara is a monster. And I just, I think Taysom Hill would probably, they, they would train him a little or coach him a little better to use Alvin Kamara on the team. Plus, I think Latavius Murray, I think he's going to go try getting a contract somewhere else. He's pretty He's got the talent for it. He's he should, he should be, be in RB1 bench. somewhere. So I, I think that there might be some free space for Camara on um, the Derrick Henry monster. One of my favorite running backs. I would take him first, but it's all about the Drew Brees factor and then CMC PPR format. If you're third overall pick and CMC is there, I mean, you're happier than
1: you're going to take
2: him. anything. Like I would, like I was thinking about guys I would not take, like that's how I was doing my list. Who, if it fell to me, third pick, and these two are gone. Who would I take? It would be CMC.
0: Yeah, hmm? I'm actually looking at your Chimera, um stats, and like like we talked about in the one week, you know, it seemed like Taysom Hill was trying out for the job. For yeah, the there's Brees like a retirement. six point,
2: and then a ten point, and then he's like, no, 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 enough of that. Yeah, go back. Taysom Hill
0: took up like week eleven through fourteen, and it was like ten point, six point, seventeen point, twenty two point, and if you look at the rest of the year with the Drew Brees connection. Like every game is higher than that almost.
2: <laughs> yeah, and that's what I'm saying. Like it just he wasn't being used as a quarterback, he was using being used more as a show.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And I will think they would be able to come out next year, him as a starter, pulling the same stuff. Like they're gonna have to integrate him more into as a quarterback role. Yeah, so like um
0: where do you think Elvin Kamara would fall if it was Taysom Hill next year?
2: He too. I'm still drafting him too. If okay. Derrick Henry's gone, I'm he's, still... He's three. I'm still he's three for me too. Yeah, the only thing a flip-flop is if Drew Brees retires.
0: Yeah. Okay. And
2: cool. then, Kaz, how about you?
3: So, my number one is Derrick Henry. I think that he's just, like, he's a power back. He does play a little bit too physical, so you're a little bit worried about injury, but I still think that, like, the floor is just insane with Derrick Henry, and he has a ceiling. You can't go wrong. Cook... Does have somewhat of an injury risk. He's my number two. But he proved this year that he like he can he can overcome that. You know what I mean? Like the past couple of years he's been battling that. But this year, he played all the way through. He looked nice. And he's put some monster games up this year. Kamara, my number three for pretty similar reasons, isn't easy. But instead of him saying that Latavius is gonna get a contract, I think they integrate him in more to a Mark Ingram role. And I think that Kamara's going to get less touches. And I think that between either Drew Brees being old, Drew Brees being hurt, or Taysom Hill just being moved on as like a torchbearer, you know what I mean? Passing the torch. Mm-hmm. I think all of those things are going to hurt Alvin Kamara. And I think that he's he's still going to be great, but I don't think he's going to be the best running back out there.
0: Yeah. I mean, I just looking at those stats and like comparing like the Taysom Hill to Kamara connection and like what that was, it that is kind of scary. I didn't even... Factor that in surprisingly. Um, but yeah, that's something to, to definitely watch out for. I think that he will fall on my list uh, if if Taysom is the guy. And uh, I think Henry would actually make the list <laughs> instead. That's what I'm telling you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Henry's not going anywhere. So, all right. Well, let's talk about wide receivers. Uh, Cam, what are your top three wide receivers?
1: I would have to say Devontae Adams at number one. Controversial pick, I know. (laughs) (laughs) Shocker. Uh, Number two, Stefan Diggs. If you're lucky enough to get Josh Allen, I mean, you're probably going to draft Stefan Diggs before, but I'm putting Stefan Diggs at number two for sure. Uh, And then Calvin Ridley for number three.
0: Oh, snap. We yeah, have the I mean, uh, we have the exact same list. Really? <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we do. I mean, all right. Well, <laughs> we well, were uh, we'll, first and second place, so great minds think we'll, alike.
2: We'll move Absolutely. along to me. Uh, I also continued <laughs> with the Devontae Adams at number one. But I also think you guys are absolutely insane by thinking Calvin Ridley has a shot of being even a top ten wide receiver next year when the Falcons are going into <laughs> a rebuild year. They are gonna get rid of Julio. Todd Gurley is gone. Matt Ryan has a chance of going, and they're bringing a I was rookie about to say quarterback.
3: Matt Ryan might even be gone. Mm-hmm.
2: I don't see That's him as a right the top ten guy. Um, my number two. I don't know how he's not here after outshining Tyler Lockett the second half. DK Metcalf, each year he's getting better. Each year better than last year. I think next year is his big breakout year, kind of like how this is Stefan Diggs big breakout year. I think it's for I DK next it. year. And then number 3, Tyreek Hill, there's no way you count out Tyreek Hill. He should be in everybody's top 3. I can what well, since he's been in I can't remember him not being a top 3 guy.
3: So, uh, just like Cam and Eric have the exact same three and easy got the AC, <laughs> the same three see, nah, I don't think you could leave DK off this list
0: ever. That man is going to be insane next year. I just think that the Seahawks are shifting back into that run heavy team that they are. No, you could
3: see that last year it didn't work for him when they let Russ cook, he popped off and th- they have to go back to that formula because every time they go back to the run, it seems to start failing them.
1: I mean, they to yeah. let Russ cook for this entire half of the year. Well, the first half he, he not did great.
0: He
3: did. Well, that's
0: what
1: I'm half. saying.
3: When Chris Carson came back, when Chris Carson came back, they stopped letting Russ cook.
0: Yeah. And, and then there's the word of Rashad Penny coming back. So you could tell that they were, they were starting to structure toward the run team again. Um, and, but like outside after week nine, DK only has one game that he's even close to hundred yards. And sure that that one game was week 12 where he got 177 yards, but like two receptions, three receptions, you know, 28 yards, 46 yards, 80, 61, 43, 15. I mean, those are just regular numbers, dude. Like that's, it's not blowing my mind. Um, and I'm just worried about the Seahawks being a run team next year. So that that's just kind of where I'm at. I just on that don't think one.
2: you're looking at the big enough games. He if you just go off average, he's the number six wide receiver this year. He played every single game. He's averaging 17 points a game. That's the sixth highest average right now.
3: My man no, is a physical wide receiver. I I'm willing to say that he has a Calvin Johnson S
0: season next year. Oh man, that is a controversial thing to put those two names together okay. all this year. Okay. All right. Uh, that, that pretty much wraps it up. I mean, that's that's yeah. everything, right?
2: Yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, so all right. Beer review. So, yeah, now uh, the main part of the show is uh, the beer review.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: what <you> all <laughs> uh, again, we are reviewing Fireside Chat by 21st Amendment out of San Francisco, California. It's like a, a winter sipper. It's a dark beer. Um, Cam, what do you think?
1: I think it's great. It's uh, I'd probably say about a four out of five. It's a nice, like, spicy winter. It tastes like Christmas. That's it's, it's
2: great.
0: Yeah. yeah, I can definitely see that. What about you, Nizi? I know you're not. Uh, this isn't your favorite. So I kind of want to throw my
2: review away because it's not a fair review. But like, <laughs> as someone who doesn't like this type of beer, uh, I'm still gonna give it a two. It's not. It, it has taste to it. It's just not my thing but I don't think it's bad to where I would give it a one. So I I would take, don't average my two into that because I just don't think it's fair.
0: Okay. Yeah. What about you Kaz?
3: Yeah, for me, it's a pretty standard Brown. Um, it's pretty smooth and the spices are nice on the back end of it, but uh, it's a little bit of a boring beer. So I'll give it a three. It's a, it's a tasty one. You could take it down any, any night of the week, but it's a little boring to me, so I'm gonna give it a three.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm in like the same boat as you. Um, it, it it is like really good. It, it you know kind of tastes like you're next to a fire on like a winter night, <laughs> if, if that is an, an expression or if you can picture that. Um, but it is kind of boring. It's a little like boozy, um, and so like I don't know. I kind of like that, but at the same time, I kind of don't. If I'm just trying to enjoy a couple of them, um, you know, if it's like a super special beer and it's boozy, like a like a, you know, bourbon barrel age type of thing. And yeah, I want that, but uh, yeah, I'll give this like a three out of five. You know, it's something that if it's there, I mean, if it's in the aisle, I might buy it just to have, you know, a few around, but, um, I'm not like out searching for it or anything. Fair enough. So, all right. Well, that wraps up the final episode of sit, start, drink. Uh, I already can't wait for to this season. Here.
1: Of this For this year. season,
0: <laughs> of this season. That's why I said I already can't wait till next year because uh, this off season is just gonna be nothing but research and figuring it all out. Um, again, if you don't already, then definitely check us out on our socials at Sit Start Drink on Twitter, Instagram, Spotify, Apple Music, uh, and TikTok. Next year we're gonna be a lot more involved in TikTok, and so yeah. Uh, hope you guys had a good time this year with us. Uh, no, we sure did, and we will see you on draft day. Peace. Peace. Later.
1: Yeah, one.